Hello and welcome to the GDI podcast, the online dating show presented by the industry's leading trade publication. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening across the globe. My name is Sean, senior reporter at GDI, and each podcast I'll be chatting to a variety of fantastic guests about how their platforms, products, networks, and more are changing the lives of singles all over the world. In the first GDI podcast of 2023, I'm delighted to be joined by Michael Kay, Associate Director of Global Communications at OKCupid. He tells me about the app's recent data-driven report and what it reveals about the biggest dating trends we can look out for in this new year. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining me on the GDI podcast. To start things off, can you tell us about the Global State of Digital Dating Report? Um, How and why does OkCupid conduct this survey? Yeah, absolutely. First, thank you so much for having me. It's it's such an honor to be here. And for those who are unfamiliar with OkCupid, we are really the only dating app in the world that's matching people on what matters to them. And we do that through thousands of in-app matching questions. And our responses yield tons of data. So as we came towards the end of last year, we started to look at all the different responses from our users across markets to help us identify trends that we are predicting for this year, 2023. Our questions were answered about 500 million times last year and almost 10 billion times since we launched in 2004. So this was the first time we ever published this kind of report, which we titled Global State of Digital Dating. And we're excited to continue to iterate on it in years to come. Yeah, wow. It's such a huge amount of information and you know, really valuable data that the kind of insights you can draw from that are really, really useful and really exciting for the dating industry. I think that the first thing I want to talk about is Uh, what it revealed about the awareness and appreciation for mental health among singles. You know, that kind of quality is increasingly attractive. Could you tell us more about those findings and why you think this is the case? Yeah, we're seeing on OkCupid, and this is really not market specific, but is something that we're seeing in our daters all around the world, that being vulnerable is increasingly more attractive to other daters. Right now on our on our app, we're seeing that more than nine in 10 daters are actually saying that they are sensitive. And in 2022, men who admitted to being sensitive on our app were receiving 107% more likes and 86% more matches. They were also having a 113% increase in conversations compared to men who just weren't sensitive. And I think this is a trend we're seeing arise for two main reasons. One is I do believe that Gen Z and younger daters are prioritizing mental health conversations within the workplace, within relationships, within the home, and everyone else is reacting to that regardless of generation. Um, And it's a really positive trend. But 
I also think it's something we started to see at the beginning of the pandemic. I know for me personally, beginning in summer 2020, I, I started to become a lot more vulnerable and transparent with the content that I was personally publishing on my own channels, being more open and honest about the challenges that I was facing, the vulnerabilities that I had, my insecurities, especially on platforms like Instagram and, and LinkedIn and the stories that I was telling were definitely more personal than I've ever been sharing before publicly. And, and we're seeing similar behavior happen on, on OkCupid and on, on other dating apps, I'm sure, as well. Um, some of the other data that we're seeing related to this trend are that nearly 1.6 million respondents on our app have been saying that mental health is just as important as physical health. And they're looking for a match or a partner that believes that as well. You know, there was actually an 18% increase in people mentioning mental health and therapy on OkCupid profiles last year compared to the year prior. And this is completely voluntary. So this is totally separate from our in-app questions that people opt to answer. There's not a single question on our app that's mandatory, but people are now also writing about this topic and having these conversations right on their profile. So think about your about me section and where you're writing yourself summary and what you're looking for. People are bringing mental health and therapy into that part of their profile as well. I think you're absolutely correct to identify the pandemic as a moment where a lot of people took time to reflect on themselves and how they're feeling, especially going through a really difficult time in the world. And I think that's definitely made people more aware and appreciative of, of mental health. You and I, as residents of the UK and the US, respectively, you know, in our uh, countries, the economic situation is getting challenging. The report touches on that and especially how young people are impacted by the kind of economic issues around us. What do you think the study revealed about that? Yeah, this was this was something that we we were interested in looking into because towards the beginning of the pandemic in, in 2020, a lot of the conversations focused around the impact of COVID-19 on dating, on relationships, on our industry as a whole. And coming towards the middle end of 2022, similarly to the UK, I'm sure, in the US, a lot of our conversations within media, within our own friends group and coworkers centered around inflation and the economy. And we took a step back and wanted to look into the impact of inflation on how people are dating. And what we were finding was that Globally, almost 40% of respondents on our app was saying that the economy and inflation and what's happening financially is really impacting their dating lives. And we're seeing that impact most heavily on the youngest generation, specifically Gen Z daters, which really comes to no surprise because that is the demographic that has less disposable income than older singles. So when asked, about 42% of Gen Z respondents on our app said they are feeling the impact of the economy compared to 35% of millennials and only 29% of Gen Xers. And if we look at 
the United States specifically, we started to ask our daters, how much do you actually want to spend on a first date? And we're interested to see how this will change over the next couple of years. But a majority of our daters right now within the U.S. want to spend less than $50 on a first date. And Gen Zers are the most inclined to seek out less expensive date ideas. So when asked how much they want to spend on a first date, 54% of singles said $50 or less. 36% said $51 to $100. And only 11% said they are comfortable spending over $100 on a first date. I think there's an opportunity here for daters, regardless of your age, regardless of how much you want to spend. But I think there's an opportunity here for people to get more creative with the date ideas that they're proposing to a match. We don't have to settle for a sit down dinner anymore or drinks. It could be a walk in the park accompanied by a movie date. I'm biased because I love going to the movie theater. I can do that every single week. But I think we're going to see a rise in 2023 amongst really creative ideas that people are going on, dates that aren't going to hurt their wallets as much as we've seen in years past, which we know can be even more meaningful. I think what you mentioned there about preference for spending on dates is so interesting because essentially dating and connecting with people is a central part of being human and a central kind of desire that people have. But at the same time, they can't go off spending uh, money that they don't have. So I think it's balancing that need to connect with people, but also uh, minding the economic situation. You know, another thing that the report kind of touched on is a growing trend with open relationships. So I just want to ask, you know, what, what do you think about this trend? Do you think it's a noteworthy trend that's here to stay? And, uh, you know, is it part of maybe a, a wider boost to sex positivity that we're seeing as people are able to meet in person more uh, after the pandemic? It's definitely a trend that's here to stay where we've been seeing this for a little bit of time now, but especially last year throughout all of 2022, open relationships just are not as much of a taboo as they have been in previous years. And the reason why I think it's really here to stay is because openly non-monogamous relationships have been around for centuries. This is not a new concept that people are participating in. What is new is that younger generations are really embracing these kinds of relationships and they are helping alleviate the stigma that open relationships, non-monogamous relationships once carried. Last summer in 2022, we actually saw a nearly 30% increase in mentions of ENM or ethical non-monogamy on OkCupid profiles compared to the beginning of the year and a over 40% increase compared to the summer previously in 2021. So people are talking about this more than they ever have been on their dating profiles. We also looked at one of our in-app questions to see how this trend has changed over the year. So of the nearly 30 million people on our app, 30% revealed that they would be open to an open relationship. And 
when we break that down by year, people are becoming more and more open to ethical non-monogamy. So in 2018, 30% of Gen Z and millennial daters on OkCupid said, yes, I'd be into an open relationship. But that actually jumped to 33% and 36% respectively last year in 2022. So people are no longer... And again, this isn't everyone, it's not the overwhelming majority, but it's still a sizable group of people who are open to sharing their love with multiple people and no longer boxing themselves into what we've considered traditional relationships in generations past. You mentioned that, you know, the phrase ethical non-monogamy. I think, you know, for people you know, who are kind of new to the dating scene, who are kind of entering the date, online dating industry. I think just the expansion of that phrase into all of our vocabularies just shows that it's a trend that people are starting to take notice of and starting to um, kind of be more aware of. So I think just the spread of that phrase just really shows that this is a trend that's becoming more and more normalized across the world. Thank totally. And, and, and to your point, th- again, this isn't something we're just seeing in the U.S., we're actually seeing the highest rates of people on our app who are considering an open relationship to large, largely be in Europe. So some of these countries include Spain and India, France, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Germany, Brazil, Australia, Canada. So you'll notice that this is a trend we're seeing across geographies all around the world. It's not specific to one market. It's not specific to one generation or LGBTQIA plus people versus straight people. It's really something we're seeing amongst all daters. Yeah, definitely for you know our listeners who are who have dating apps in these different countries, it's definitely something they can they can consider moving forward. Thank you. Now I just like to ask you know, if there are any kind of topics or issues that we haven't talked about that really stand out to you and having a big impact in this new year. Yeah, I think in 2023, we're going to see what we've been seeing over the past couple of years in that people are looking for deeper connections, more meaningful relationships. That does not mean that they want to marry the first person they meet on a dating app, but compatibility is more important than ever before. We always heard about someone looking for a match who's tall, dark, and handsome. And that hasn't been a trend we've seen over the past couple of years. People, at least on OkCupid, all over the world, are really engaged in what's happening around the world. They're really in tune with world issues, um, not only what's happening in their own backyard. And we're seeing daters more than ever prioritizing how someone feels about the issues that impact them most. Issues like climate change, LGBTQ plus rights, definitely reproductive rights here in the U.S. and uh, racial equality here in the U.S. as well. So that's something I think we're going to continue to see throughout this year and, and beyond. And we're going to see taboos around different kinds of relationships really get stripped away. Um, I think we're seeing that first happen with open relationships and and ethical non-monogamy, but I'm interested to see how what we've considered taboo in the past becomes more and more normalized across the board beyond just open relationships. I think there's going to be other parts of relationships that are picked apart and and modernized, um, especially as Gen Z becomes 
more involved and ingrained in the in the dating space, especially the online dating space. Thank you. I think that's a really exciting prospect to to hear that. I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on OkCupid's、uh, information and details about that in the future to keep to keep track of it. So thank you very much. I think just like to open the floor up to you now. Feel free to tell our listeners how they can keep up with you and the latest developments at OkCupid. Yeah, you can follow us on at OkCupid on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. And you can follow me at Michael K P R on Instagram and Twitter, and feel free to DM me with any of your online dating questions. Fantastic! Thank you again so much for joining me on the GDI podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for here on this episode of the GDI podcast. I'd like to extend a massive thank you to my guest this week. Make sure you join us next time. Where we'll be joined by another fantastic leader from the online dating industry. We'll be having real discussions by real people about real issues. We'll see you then. But that's all for me, Sean. You've been listening to the GDI podcast.